All right, let's go, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Actually, we'll go to Hebrews chapter 6. Verses 1 to 8. It says, they're leaving, Therefore, leaving the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instructions about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. This we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to be renewed once again, or once more to repentance, since they again crucified to themselves the Son of God and subject him to public shame. For the land drinks in the rain that often falls upon it and bears a crop useful to those who, for whom it is cultivating receives a blessing from God. But land that bears thorns and thistles is rejected and near to be, being cursed. It is, its destiny is to be burned. First of all, again, he's speaking to he, the Hebrews, but they're Christians. He's speaking to, a, to a, a Christians. He's speaking to believers. And if we see there... Um, verse 6, it shows that it is possible that there is a falling away. Uh, even from what Paul is referencing, uh, if you want to say the highest level or highest degree of grace in that they've tasted of the heavenly gift, they've shared in the Holy Spirit, they've tasted in the Word of God, uh, and, and so forth. So they, they have, so they, they have, they have partaken of all of this. And yet says, if they fall away, if they fall away. So it talks about the possibility. If that possibility is not there, it's not, a, it's not an accurate statement in that sense. Now, I do not believe, now hear me out through all of this. I do not believe God's saying that he would refuse a repentant backslider. I do not believe that. And I'm going to get to more in a second. Because of what I read in Romans 11, 20, or 24 and that is an aspect of grace that is an aspect of salvation God would that God would work within even the Jews and, and those who've been who've been cut off they can be grafted back in but they have to be grafted back in through faith in Jesus Christ they're not grafted back in through old covenant law they're grafted in back in through faith in Christ however when I read this passage of Scripture I would say that this is a very somber warning. It is a very somber warning. I do look at it, and it does talk about the finality of the work of Jesus on the cross. Nothing more God can do for salvation. Those who turn their back on God, there is no hope anywhere else. They must believe in the cross. Now, you know, we could, we could look at it and we could say, well, when does the point come when God, in a, in a sense, when does God turn his back upon someone who walks away from them? I look at it and I say, it is never our place to determine who can never be saved again. That, that's, that's what I look at it as. I look at it and say, I, I, that's not for me to make that judgment call. We should take this somber warning and understand that God is saying something... God, through the writer of Hebrews, is saying something very serious here. 
And we need to, we need to take that to heart because there does appear a place where it is possible to maybe walk out from under his grace at some point. And that's just all, that's, that's, that's what I would say. If we really believe that there was no place for a backslidden Christian, then we would live some miserable lives as Christians because we would look at all of our backslidden family and friends and realize that they're eternally lost. And that should absolutely break our hearts. But how often does God stir our hearts to pray for them? Because God is working upon their hearts to draw them back into his kingdom. So I, that's why I, I always, you know, I do not believe that this is specifically mentioning or basically cutting off anybody who's backslidden in him. Now let's bring this to full circle. Full circle to the verse that we talked about at the beginning, Galatians 5, 19 and 21, when we listed out all those events. And how do I answer that question? When it says there that they will not, those who do those things will not have, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is the warning that I would have for us tonight. There is a place where the activities of our life reveal the internal realities. There is a place where what we believe will be expressed through our actions. I don't believe that if somebody, you know, if you were to lie to me tonight and then walk out and get hit by a bus and perish, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the ongoing activities of our life, the way we live, will give a revelation outwardly of what's going on in our hearts. This actually, going through this study, actually answered one of the questions I had, or sometimes I've thought about. People have asked me, what happens to a Christian who commits suicide? You have one camp who says, well, they committed murder, so they're automatically in hell. You have other people who are usually people who ask that question. You know, they're talking many times about a loved one or a friend. And, and, and you, you look at that question, and I look at this, and I say, well, you know, that one activity doesn't mean that there wasn't a place, in Je- place of faith in Jesus Christ. We've been talking about in our study on, this, on, on, on the, you know, spiritual warfare that you know, the, the devil and the things of this world have an impact upon, on our flesh and upon our mind. And we can be struggling with this. We can be struggling with this and be saved. And so, you know, I say this carefully because I would never want to test the theory. And if somebody ever asked me that, and actually I had one person ask me that because they were, they were thinking about it. I said, do you really want to test it? Do you really want to test it? But my, 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 also the other side of me says, but I really believe that it's not necessarily going to be that one act that they do out of desperation and pain and hurt of taking their life is going to separate them from God. So, Faith without works is dead. What we believe will be expressed in our activities. If we continue in 
we continually live a life of adultery, sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, hatred, strife, envy, jealousness, selfishness, all of those things, if we continue in that, it's speaking to what's on going on in here. And to me, it speaks of unbelief. There hasn't been the change, or we've walked away, or we've we've allowed sin to come in and bring a, a hardening of the heart. Those are both sides of the coin to the question or discussion or the idea. And now I will open it up. So thoughts, questions, comments. 